0: Yes people, how are you all doing? I hope we're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today's Podcast is gonna be a little bit different. It is a clip from my YouTube video that I've just put out at the minute all about chronic knee pain. So my five tips to improve chronic knee pain. So I thought I put it together and also stick it on the podcast just in case you don't have time to watch it on YouTube. Maybe you're out and about and you want to listen to it and find out the five tips. But obviously, if you do watch it on YouTube, if you do get a chance to watch it, there is gonna be a few videos, a few little pictures on screen as well, which I might talk about. So I just thought I'll put it on for a podcast, Seems like I haven't done a podcast for in a while, and um, just to help you, you guys and girls out if there's anybody who does have chronic knee pain it's an absolute nightmare so yeah hopefully you enjoy it again just keep in mind that it is a youtube video so if there is a few things that i say on it that are like oh well i can't can't see things it's because it's for a video so anyway we'll jump straight into it hopefully you enjoy it hopefully you take take some some tips for your knee pain hopefully you can integrate them into your own training into your own life and yeah help your own pain so we'll jump straight into it this is process Yes people, welcome back to Brendan Pearson Fitness. So today's video is gonna be all about knee pain. So five reasons or five ways that I have improved or pretty much got rid of my chronic knee pain. So if you don't wanna hear about my sob story about my knee pain, you can skip ahead all the timestamps are down below so you can actually skip to the five reasons how i actually improve my knee pain but if you want to listen to the stop story about why my knees are are nearly falling off and how i fixed them then then stay for this part so a little bit of background about myself so i used to play football i was i was at united for a number of years and knee pain was a big part of the reason why i've retired from football so where i start football so my knee issues really started to well really started when i was about 16. i had my first serious knee injury i had a lateral meniscus tear so that's pretty much the college in your knee and my right knee it had a little bit of a tear in it so that was the first real bit of knee issue that I had so I had that operated on at 16 years old and then after that I had something called patella tendonitis so two years later I remember I was playing football in Holland we had a pre-season tour and my knee started to get this little dull ache at the front in my patella tendon so that's the main kind of soft part above your kind of behind your kneecap going down into your shin the middle bit of your middle bit of your knee Started getting a little bit of pain in there, uh, and then from there it kind of just developed, got a little bit worse, a little bit worse to the point where I had to stop football and obviously come out, come out of it, try and rehab it. So again, I could I could go back on the field pain-free. So this wasn't a, a very successful process. I ended up being out for a total of 18 months. I had injections, I had knee surgery on my left side. I had every treatment under the sun. I've seen one of the best tendon surgeons, Hakan Alfredson. If you've ever had Achilles tendonitis, you've probably done his eccentric protocol, which is three sets of 15, three set of eccentrics on either side. So yeah, nothing really went to plan. So after that, again, try to pursue a career in football, but I always had this nagging pain in both of my knees. It felt like after every single training session, Every time I try to stretch my knee, kind of flex it up, we just felt something was pulling. Every time I drive or sit down for more than 10 minutes, my knees would start to really ache. When I was playing, I couldn't really push off it. There used to be occasional times where I used to plant my foot into the ground to try and kick a ball. And it used to just feel like I had a dead knee and I just couldn't put, couldn't, couldn't actually work the muscles around my knee, contract them properly. Um, so I took a year out of football after that came back into it for a few months last season and it still wasn't right. There was still the issue was still there and it wasn't getting any better. Luckily, however, now the knees are feeling a lot, lot better. I have had to stop football because I've had a lot of under, other injuries. If you want to listen to a podcast or anything about me talk about my injuries, again, another sob story, the link for the podcast will be down below. I don't know if I've talked about it anywhere on YouTube, so I'll stick a, a little tag up here. I've done a podcast talking about my career and stuff. But anyway, that's not why you're here. You, you're here to find out about how to fix your knee pain. So, five things that helped me to alleviate my knee pain more specifically my patella tendonitis, my chronic patella tendonitis. so obviously with a massive craze at the minute with the knees over toes guy if you don't follow the knees over toes guy he is one of the 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 goats in terms of knee pain some of the exercises the ATG split squat the reverse nordics nordic curls all that sort of stuff and um, all the tib tibialis stuff that he's been doing has been opening people's eyes to different things to to help with their knee pain and I know I've took a lot of the things that he's done putting them into my own training and they have massive massively 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 helped me obviously some of the stuff that he does like jumping off ladders onto the floor and stuff wouldn't be getting doing that straight away if you've got bad knees but what his story has shown is that doing these things consistently for a long period of time can obviously alleviate your knee pain so we'll jump straight into the five things that have helped me personally reduce my chronic knee pain so first one is getting comfortable with squatting on your toes with your heels elevated or lunging with your heels elevated. So this is a thing that the knee over toe guy is a big believer in. He practices the ATG split squat where it's a pretty much a split squat. Your feet are a little bit further apart and you are actually letting your heel come off the ground and driving through your toes. So you're getting a lot of dorsiflexion. The old myth of knees can't go over the toes when you are squatting or lunging. That's a load of rubbish. If you don't have strength in that area, if you don't have strength in that deep knee flexion, you're gonna get pain there. If you don't strengthen certain areas, it's like if you don't strengthen your hamstrings and you go and try and sprint, you're gonna pull a hamstring. You've got, to, you've got to work all the different range of motion. So that's one thing I've really been practicing. Now, there's loads of different ways you can do this. And to start off with, if you are someone who has knee pain, it's gonna hurt. So I would probably start off by doing it assisted. doing it with a resistance band, hold to a resistance band, Do it on a machine when you're fixed into something and you can drop the load to like five kilograms and work that load. Now, if you are someone who is suffering with real, real knee pain, obviously go and see a specialist. I'm not a physio by any means. Go and see a specialist who understands this stuff. You might need some treatment. However, for myself, taking a little bit of time off and resting and then going into build myself back up with some um, decline squats on a decline board, start with a low decline and then just slowly raise it. Then you'll get to the point where you can actually squat on your toes pain-free. It is a very, very slow process. But learning to squat on your toes, being able to be comfortable with getting in that deep, deep dorsiflexion, deep, deep squat pain-free. Now, like I said, it's gonna take a long time to get used to it. I've listened to podcasts with the Knees, knees Over toe Guy. And he said it took him about two years to get to the point to actually be pain free where he's at today. So two years is a long time. However, in the grand scheme of your life, two years of knuckling down and trying to trying to help this chronic knee pain is, is nothing compared to the life that you're gonna live after that. So practicing, squatting on your toes, lunging on your toes, being able to get comfortable with that. And if your heels are coming off doing certain things, that's absolutely fine. A byproduct of This is going to be your ankle dorsiflexion. So your ankle mobility is going to help massively. Now, one big thing that I've seen, especially when I was playing football with a lot of athletes is they have tight ankles. The calves, the Achilles are really, really tight, which limits their dorsiflexion, which limits their ability for their knees to come over the toes. And that causes, it puts a little bit more pressure on that knee, puts a little bit more pressure on that patella tendon and yet increases your chances of injury. So it's a byproduct of one thing. When you're trying to strengthen that deep dorsiflexion and deep squatting, your ankle, ankle ankle, mobility and your ankle dorsiflexion is also going to improve so again there's a little bit of carryover so definitely point number one making sure that you are practicing squatting on your toes squatting and lunging on your toes getting comfortable with that now that's not to say go and stick 100 kilograms on your back straight away and go and try and squat on your toes no start with body weight start assisted and then progress from there so number two kind of links in you'll probably find that all these points are linking together so point number two is mobility be consistent and practice mobility if you can every single day i'm a big believer in doing some form of mobility recovery stuff every single day if you follow me on instagram you'll see i'll do i do 10-15 minutes of mobility every single morning as part of my morning routine the reason i do it is because i understand the value of doing it consistently if you are doing 10 minutes every single day rather than just doing 60 minutes once a week. You are gonna be doing that a little bit more frequently. So your body's gonna get used to the certain positions that you are going in. Now, some of the stretches that I recommend, you're gonna to have to start at a lower progression. So one of the big ones, I put an Instagram post on about this one, is the lion hero pose. So again, another thing that I've kind of stole from the knees of the toes guy, I've seen him do it, is pretty much laying down on the floor. Again, I'll put a video or a picture on screen now lying on the floor and you're pretty much leaning back as if you're doing a reverse Nordic and you're laying flat on the floor with your knees bent and your shins parallel flat on the ground. So the idea behind this is just to really stretch out the quads. If your quads get tight, it's gonna pull on that patella, gonna pull on on your knees. You're going to have a little bit more strain on your knees. It's going to loosen, loosen off them hip flexors. And also it's going to stretch the patella tendon. Now, like I said before, when I was playing football and I after training, I would always find my tendon was so stiff that I couldn't really flex my knee at all without being pain. So over time, if you can practice this, you might need to start in a couch stretch position. You might need to start in a kind of a twisted, greater stretch position when you're just pulling your quad. Start with just a standing quad stretch and then build up from there. It's just getting used to, and working that deep knee flexion again doing the knees over toes the ATG stuff is definitely going to help with that range of motion as well it's just something that you're going to build up over time even now when I wake up in the morning I go and do my stretches the first time that I do it I'm always a little bit stiff and I can't get all the way down my knees are kind of starting to raise my shins are starting to raise there's a little bit too much of an arch in my lower back but the more consistently I do it I do it three times I do it three times round, like my routine every single every single morning You're going to get better it's going to ease into it and you're going to get more comfortable to the point where you can probably just drop into it straight away over time so be consistent with mobility obviously it's not just going to be hip flexor and quad stretches that you want to do you want to work on your ankle range of motion you want to work on your hamstring flexibility doing stretches like the downward dog stretch downward dog pose and yoga it's a really good one to stretch off everything from the hamstrings the back the calves everything it's going to be painful to start with. I'm not going to make it sound amazing, but it is. It is really painful to start off with, but over time it will get better. So maybe go to a yoga session once a week. Start with that and then build it up. If you need, if you feel that like you need force, it's something like that will definitely be beneficial for you. So just build it up over time. If you can implement some sort of form uh, form of daily mobility, perfect. Form rolling, again, can be a good way to kind of release a little bit more tension in the quads, especially around the muscles at the VMO, which is kind of the teardrop muscle around your quad. VMO, the lateralis as well, which is runs down the other side of your quad. Again, I'll put little pictures on screen for for people who don't know where they are. Stretching off everything, hips, quads, is gonna be a real, real big benefit to your knees long-term if you're consistent with it, which is the main thing. Consistency is key with anything. If you're doing something for a week, not going to be anywhere near as beneficial as if you're doing something for a year so really be consistent with it on the topic of mobility there's a few obviously exercises like i mentioned before with the knees over toes atg split squats reverse norex again can be a little bit of a progression from the lion heroes pose so it's actually getting into that position but using your quads to actually control yourself down. So it's going to really work the, the rectus femoris, your fem muscle in its length and range, build a little bit of strength that way as well. So there's loads of different exercises, like I said, that integrate in mobility as well as strength. So practicing them. So that's point number two, moving on to point number three, which is going to be all to do with tempo. Now for those who do like to strength train, do like to back squat, maybe bodybuilders who like to do a little bit of hack squat, leg pressing, whatever it is you do, slow down the tempo massively. Now, if you are someone who does squats, leg press, anything like that, and they're going really fast down and bouncing and coming back up to the top, what is happening there is your connective tissue, your tendons are gonna be taking over and doing that kind of bouncing motion at the bottom. So tendons are the thing that absorb a lot of the force when say you're jumping, doing plyometrics, doing squats and bouncing at the bottom. So they are gonna take a lot, a lot of force if you are squatting 100 kilograms, going down the bottom and bouncing up and down. Now, if you're someone who is like that, what I would get you to do is slow that tempo down a lot. So I tell people a lot of the time when they're first starting out training, the tempo that we're looking for is three seconds down, a one second pause at the bottom, and then about a two-second concentric, so a two-second on the way up, and then pause and reset at the top. The reason behind that, again, is if we slow things down, it's going to be our muscles working rather than that connected tissue, the tendons and ligaments, when we get to that bottom point and we're pausing it. Like I said, if we speed things up and go down quick and then explode up, the tendons are gonna be taking the force. Now, if you've got tendon pain or you've got any sort of knee pain, we want to alleviate and want to give time for them tendons to rest and recover and work on the muscles around it. So control that tempo as much as you can. Also in terms of hypertrophy, the benefits, the muscles are gonna be working. Simple, to, to grow muscles, to build muscles, we need to work them rather than tendons. So if you are someone who's trying to build muscle, Start focusing so much on the load that you are lifting and focus on the muscles you are working. So if you can't feel your quads working when you're doing a hack squat, when you're doing a leg extension, whatever it is, then you're not working it. You just need to drop that weight, drop that tempo and really focus on it. That was one thing that I I learned over time, over years of, of obviously playing football, but also doing a lot of strength conditioning, bodybuilding training, that I was just focusing on the load and just focus on getting that weight up to the top rather than actually doing it with control. So slow that tempo down, Maybe even focus on some isometrics. The reason isometrics work so well is that again, it's just the muscles that are purely working. When you are in a static position, for example, like a wall set or an isometric split split squat, you are stuck in a position, and your muscle tissue is trying to con, con, trying to contract from a static position. Your tendons aren't doing anything because there isn't any any force to absorb. There isn't anything there. So getting the muscles to fire through isometrics has been proven through numerous amount of studies to help alleviate tendonitis or alleviate a little bit of pain in tendonitis and also increase motor neuron recruitment. So all the muscle fibers are going to be firing a lot more rather than trying to do a concentric or an eccentric or just a normal body weight squat when you're in pain. So try throwing in some isometrics if you are struggling. For me personally I integrated them a little bit to start with but I found trying to work on really slow eccentrics and really slow concentrics to help me a lot lot more. So on to point number four recovery give yourself a little bit more recovery time in between sessions whether it be for a sport or whether it be for gym related bodybuilding strength conditioning training now a lot of people don't realize tendons take a lot longer to recover than muscles your muscles for example might take 24 hours 48 hours for a session tendons probably take twice as long to recover from that so for example if you are doing a heavy leg session on a monday Most people would maybe try and get another leg session in on a Thursday or a Friday. To start off with, if you are someone who is struggling from knee pain, maybe just drop to one session per week. I know it's not optimal for hypertrophy. There's a lot of studies in saying two or three times a week is more optimal. However, you've got to think of longevity. You've got to think of your tissue health. You've only got so many miles on your body, so maybe drop to one session per week for a short period of time. Allow those tendons to recover a little bit more rather than having to go again in four or five days. Give them seven or eight days or maybe even do legs maybe maybe once every other week or maybe drop it completely for a short period of time just to allow them tendons to completely recover same thing for football i remember when i was just getting back after my injuries with my knees i went on a day on day off training regimen rather than training every single day luckily the club i was at was quite good with that when i was in newcastle they were quite good in terms of giving me one day on one day off one day on one day off just because they understood that tendons take a little bit more time to recover so if you're an athlete and you are struggling with tendonitis maybe give yourself that time if you're doing any sort of protocol eccentric protocol it is a day on day off protocol anyway just to give that tendon a little bit more time to recover so like I said whether you're an athlete whether you're just a conventional bodybuilder or just someone who wants to get fit if you do struggle with any sort of tendon pain whether it is in your knees or even in your achilles and your ankles give yourself a little bit more recovery time do your do your rehab stuff do your strength workout maybe just do it once a week to start off with, give yourself more time and I found that massively helped alleviate a little bit of my knee pain. Again you don't want to completely rest, tendons don't want, like to completely rest, maybe give yourself an initial one to two weeks to start with then build yourself back up from there. Recovery is massively important and there's a lot of other things that go along with recovery as well in terms of making sure you're stretching, making sure you're giving yourself plenty of sleep, proper nutrition as well which massively help in terms of alleviating any sort of inflammation and stuff but again that's just me rambling a little bit too much but the main thing is give yourself more recovery in between sessions to allow the tendons to recover so the final thing that has massively helped my knee pain has been stopping any sort of plyometrics stopping any sort of high impact training so obviously i was playing football i've stopped that now which has been a massive massive help for my knees without those plyometrics myself i was a goalkeeper so it was a lot of plyometrics a lot of jumping a lot of landing a lot of kicking a lot of impact going through my joints. Stopping them things for a short period of time will massively help. Again, it gives them tenants a little bit more time to recover. I understand if you are an athlete, you do have to go out and still perform. Sometimes you still got to go out the train. You've got to go and play games. I know that's sometimes not always possible, but have a word with your coach. If you've got good physios, if you've got good backroom staff, S&C coaches, they will understand that you need a little bit, a little bit of time to back off and then go again. Like I did before, like I said, day on day off might be something that you want to look into to start off with and then down the line you can slowly build build up the intensity build up the volume that you do but stopping if you're someone who goes to the gym just conventionally or if you're somebody who likes to do conditioning workouts a lot of metcons crossfit style training olympic lifting for the time being, if you are suffering with some knee pain, I would definitely stop that completely. Even things like additional conditioning, I was finding I was doing a lot of functional fitness, a lot of CrossFit, I was doing a lot of work on the bike, a bike, I was doing a lot of things like box jumps, burpees, a lot of things that are additional impact and additional load going through my legs. Once I dropped all that, I gave myself a little bit more rest and just focused on maybe one leg dominant session during the week and then I built up to two, which is, which is what I'm currently doing at the minute i found that my knee pain slowly over time got a little bit better so it can be frustrating but there's always alternatives to doing things rather than trying to hammer yourself on the assault bite all the time maybe do a little bit of skier work so do some seated skier work there's always things that you can work on that don't always involve the knee so give yourself more recovery time again the last two points kind of integrate and, and link into each other but stopping the plyometrics stopping any sort of high impact training it might be one of them things where you feel frustrated for a few weeks but it's that one step back to go three or four steps forward think of the long term don't just think about the next three months think about the next three years or 30 years when you when you're old and playing with your grandkids do you want to be in chronic leaping or do you want to be healthy and do you want to be able to kick the ball around and, and play sports with your kids and your grandkids so you've got to think about the big picture in this thing especially when I was surrounded in the world of football and the world of sport it's it, the big picture isn't a thing. Your longevity isn't really a thing when you're thinking about They always think about the next Saturday, the next game, the next cup match, the whatever it is. It's just getting through game to game where you've got to think if you are a young athlete, you've got a 10, 15-year career if you're lucky. If you're out for, 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 for three months just because you need to kind of back off a little bit with the, with a little bit of a knee injury, that's, that's tiny in the big picture. Whereas if you're just scraping through game to game to game, or scraping through every single training session just so you can get fit and play on one Saturday, you're gonna kill yourself, and you're gonna end up in a position like myself. Where I'm 24. Or I retired when I was 23 years old. I stopped playing uh, just because the pain was was mentally affecting me as well as, as as well as physically. So you've got to think of the big picture. But I'm rambling a little bit. So there were the five points to summarize. Number one, get comfortable with squatting on your toes, lunging on your toes. Get comfortable, build strength in that deep squat, deep range of motion, it will just transfer over into mobility, it'll transfer over into your sport, it'll transfer over into, into your gym work, whatever whatever your goals are. Number two, mobility, hammer it, try and get onto it consistently. is brilliant, practice the Lion Heroes pose is the big one. If you can't do that, start with couch stretch, start with just a standing quad stretch, add other things in and try and get it in as part of your daily routine. Once you buy into it, once you buy into that lifestyle and buy into mobility, it's, it, it'll just feel natural and you want to do it every single day. You'll, you'll have to do it every single day because you understand how much it makes you feel good and how much it improves your life. Next one, tempo. Drop the tempo completely. Start by doing three seconds down, pause at the bottom of every exercise and two seconds up so it's not explosive on the way up. Think about the muscles that you're working. You might have to Drop the weight a lot. You might have to drop your ego quite a bit. If you're used to doing seven plates on a hack squat or, or 100 kilogram, 140 kilogram back squat, you might have to drop the 60 kilograms for a short period of time. Focus on getting the movement right. Focus on the muscles you're working. And over time, it'll definitely benefit your, your knee health. And also, it probably you'll find that you're building a little bit more muscle because you're focusing more on the muscles that you're working rather than the weights you're lifting. Next one is allow a little bit more recovery in between sessions. If at the minute you're training five days a week and all them sessions are involving your knees, involving your lower body, drop to two days a week. Drop to to one day a week to start with and allow a little bit more recovery. Maybe a two week initial complete time off for your knees might be needed to start with. Then you can slowly build up. So allow a lot more recovery time so those tendons can recover. Because remember, tendons take longer to recover than muscles do. And then finally, drop the plyometrics, drop the high impact stuff. Drop total volume in terms of your sessions, you might have to drop your conditioning stuff, even drop things like bike, because I found if you're doing a lot of cycling, a lot of things that involve your knees every single day, that just builds up a lot more fatigue and yeah, your knee pain will probably suffer from that so hopefully this video has been interesting and hopefully it's helped a few of you out i realize it's been a little bit more of a talkative one some people might have switched off if you do have knee pain i hope you take some value from this video if you do drop me a comment drop me a, a message on instagram at Brendan Fitness. if you don't already follow me follow me on there um, any questions i'm happy to answer anybody i'll leave you a voice note or whatever it is on over there as well so thank you very much for watching as always like comment subscribe stick your notifications on any requests for videos in the future pop them down below any videos to do with knee pain i've done a few videos on knee pain before which i might tag up here and or maybe in the comments down below and but thank you very much for watching see you in the next video